Each day, God calls us into worship. So are you running to Him or running to other places? This is the Worship Team Training Podcast. Now, here's your host, Brandon Dempsey. Hey, what's up, podcast? Hope you guys are doing well. Welcome all worship leaders, pastors, musicians, singers, tech. I'm Brandon Dempsey. Great to have you here. Thank you for subscribing to the Worship Team Training Podcast, in which you found us on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spreaker. Welcome for all to all of our Worship Team Training University members watching us also by video. You can find out more by going to wttu.co. Become a member today. We are so glad that you guys are here. So when it comes to worship, are you truly running to God or are you running to other places? Now, the reason why I ask this question is because so often for us as worship leaders and volunteers alike, leaders, when it comes to leading worship, when it comes to serving in our teams, there are so many other things going on, but are we neglecting or maybe not paying attention enough to the very relationship that God calls us to daily? So as you've heard us say before, it's not about the time that you spend in leading worship, it's about the time that you're spending in relationship to God. Members, we want to give you the heads up of all of our awesome guests that are coming up on the program here at wttu.co. We invite you guys to go to the website wttu.co slash events. Here we're going to be talking about the walk of a worship leader and how it is that God's called us into everyday living in running to Him to worship. So let's jump into that right now. I think about it this way. I, I you know, every day I'm, I'm reminded of the Psalms, Psalms 119, Lamentations 3, Hebrews 10. I'm going to run into those verses in just a minute. I'm <laughs> running into those verses. But coming to God is, is a reminding for me, it reminds me of how our two little boys embrace me each, each day. And I think often, you know, how does God receive our worship? You know, and I as a father, as I as I look into the eyes of my children, I see nothing but innocence. I, I see nothing but um, a priority that's set. And, and last week we talked about that, if you were with us. We talked about the priority of worship and is your team prioritizing worship itself. Uh, please review that last podcast members, review that last video that I did. Because I see within my child's eyes they don't have anything else going on. I mean, if you think about it, in the adult world, we're so marred by work, obligations, um, tasks. Uh, it could be the past. It could be regrets. It could be future goals. It could be great things. It could be not so great things. But there are so many things going on in our minds. And I think about our children. If you have a, a child, if you have children of your own, you know what I'm talking about. When they wake up, there is nothing else going on except, yes, I know maybe some of you are thinking about, okay, they want to get to their video games or their cartoons or Pop-Tarts or whatever. But I know that the first thing, and I just love it, and, and maybe, I don't know, maybe it's the way that we we brought our children up by, by reading to them each morning. Um, maybe it was because on days where I found myself distracted, I had to force myself literally to stop and to open up God's Word and pray. And, and a lot of us, that's what it takes. And I remember little eyes would be watching me when they would wake up when they were real, real small. And so today they always find me in my chair and they run down the stairs. 
they come up to my big chair and they jump in with me and that's all they want to do is just jump in the chair and be with me and i just thought wow you know i don't do that to my wife i don't jump into the chair with her i don't jump into the chair of um, my best friend and you know i there's it's it's just an innocence that kids have and let me let me rewind that because when I say, you know, I always want to be with my wife, that's true. I do, actually, I do want to just be with her all the time. That's, you know, but I'm talking about from the perspective of a child, that's all they want to do. And when I sit there and, and gleam, uh, when, I, when I gleam into the eyes of our children, I see nothing but a closeness that they want to have. They want an intimacy. They want time. More than that, that I've been really wrapping my head around this week is they want to bond. They want bonding time. Have you ever thought about when you read your children's stories at night? Or maybe when you were a child, you remember being read to you. It's not so much, you know, I, I've, I've asked this question too, you know, why is it that they want to hear the same story over and over again? You know, it's like, man, you, you get so... Uh, tired in some way and then you laugh in other ways and, and then sometimes it's more of the yeah you know let's let's do the story again and I thought about that and I, and I understood that it's, I'm beginning to understand rather that it's not about the story they know the story by heart they know every word that we're gonna say they uh, can anticipate the the changes of the story and the characters of the uh, if we're reading out of the Bible or, or what have you and they can recite almost word by word and I thought to myself, but why is it that they want to hear it all over again? Well, then it hit me. It's the time that they spend with us. It's the bonding time. So then let's flip that on the other foot. How much more so, right, does God want that bonding time with us? God knows his word, every scripture. He knows every breath that he's breathed into the Bible. And, you know, either we know it as well or we need to know more of it. And I think every day we always need to know more of it. I know I do. But then I think if God knows the words that I'm going to pray to him, if he's all-knowing, all-seeing, right? He knows my thoughts. That's what Scripture tells us. He knows the word upon my very tongue. Then why is it then that he wants to hear those prayers anyway? Why does he want to hear me read Scripture? Why does God want me to call out to him? It's, I think it's the same thing. It's not so much our words. It's our heart. I mean, and, and when you read through Jeremiah and Amos... God says to rend your heart, not your garments. You know, God wants our, our hearts to be redeemed. So it's, it's not the words that we say, even though, yes, we, we ought to say words that are meaningful to God. But it's the time that we spend with God. It's that bonding that we have with God. And so, you know, take that into the leading of worship where the bond becomes one with you. And, and when you step into that place of leading, out from the whole week, then that leading of worship and worship itself, even if you're not leading worship that week, worship should be an overflow of all the time that you spent jumping in daddy's lap. So when was the last time that you've jumped into the father's arms and just stayed there like a like a weaning child and, and just maybe had those moments where you were just so close, maybe tears came, maybe laughter came, uh, maybe an awe and a sense of reverence came. I see that reverence when we follow God's scripture. I see the, the tie that God wants to have when his word is to be upon our lips. 
Psalms 119.32 says, I run in the paths of your commands. I love that. I run in the paths of your commands, for you have broadened my understanding. Why is our understanding broadened? Because he gives us his commands. And when we find our delight in the word of God, then we can't help but to run in those same paths, even in the midst of the rest of the world that wants you to run elsewhere. Maybe your friends that are saying, no, come on over here. Or maybe when you flip on the TV at night or when you're going through the day and you're at your job or you're on the internet and, and everything's just saying to you, no, go over here. No, go over there. But yet we are to run in the paths of God's command. So, Brandon, okay, then how can I find joy in that? How can I find that bond then with God? I really believe, worshiper, that it's, the time that you spend with him. I know for me, there's times that when I wake up, I may not even feel like having a quiet time. I may have stress and struggles on my mind, on my heart, and I just think, man, but God, you know, I can't, I can't bring myself to pray today. Then God says, well, then, then can you just, then can you just set yourself before me and just be still? Can you just set before me and open up my word of what I want to say to you and just start reading and then let those prayers come. Then let those heartaches um, surface from the heart, you know, and I and then I find myself in intimate worship. And no, it's not perfect every time, but I believe that when I do spend that time with God, it gets better and better. It gets deeper and deeper, just like how our children like to spend time with mommy and daddy. My wife and I love spending time with our boys at night. Every night we read to them, we, we pray with them, and not every night is perfect, but they count on that time with us. It's like it's expected. It's not demanded and it's not under obligation, but it's more of a, yeah, mommy and daddy are here. It's like the time that I look forward to being with my wife. She expects me. She doesn't have to wonder. She knows that she has my full attention. How does God have your full attention? That's my question to you. Limitations 3.23 says, His mercies are new every morning. I love the fact that even when we can't find the words to pray, we are told in Romans 8 that the Spirit makes utterances for us. Amen? And in that moment, God is making all things new. His mercies are new every day. Friends, I'm telling you, I spent time with a worship leader just this past week. He was telling me that in the depths of his soul, he was struggling with God. And in my encouragement, my encouragement was saying, God is not as interested in where you've been. He's more interested in where you are now, where you're heading. And I, and I, and I say this to my own worship team, that God is not looking for perfect worship leaders. He's not looking for perfection in worship. He is looking for worship. I really believe, and you know this too, God is looking for authentic, sincere worship. And when we're able to walk and spend time with Daddy, when we run to Him, when we spend, when we make that, that, I almost said spank because sometimes that's what God does to us, right? When you know we know we need to spend that time with God. And He's like, okay, well, I'm going to remind you again. Um, I feel that too. And I feel like God reminds me of what's more important in that day. And so I tell my worship team, it's more important about being in the presence of God instead of trying to be in the perfection of yourself. God doesn't want that. And if you feel, I said this before too, if you feel broken and disturbed and brought down, 
if you feel like you're just a mess, then you're in the right place because that's actually right where God wants you so that He can make you whole. He can fill you with His love. Moving on, Hebrews 10.33 reminds us to hold unswervingly. Unswervingly, that means like in concrete with our, our, our feet are just, you know, one with the ground. Unswervingly to the hope we profess for He who is promised is faithful. He is faithful, God, in all His ways. So the reason why I'm spending so much time in this encouragement with you is because I really believe that when we're leading worship, we need that encouragement that says, Daddy is here. That when we're leading worship, we're among friends in the living room. We're among family in our midst. We're among God who is Daddy. We are among His intimacy. And when we allow God to just reign over us, and to wash out all the sin, to wash out all of the, um, the fakeness and the veneer and to let the walls come down, and this is daily, not just leading worship, then I truly believe with all my heart, we experience the mercies of God. And when we do that, I truly, I am truly confident and, and full belief that we understand what worship really is because at that point we respond to god worship as i said before worship is not just the songs and the words that we sing it's not just the prayers that we do it's not just the formalities or informalities that we do within a worship service or filling up the room or the one hour event or even saying a prayer at night or reading or memorizing scripture every day those are good things but worship itself is a response to god according to who he is from scripture and when the Bible declares God as holy like this, Psalm 5.3, In the morning, Lord, you hear my voice. In the morning, I lay my request before you and wait expectantly. There's that word, expect. This is a response. David is crying out saying, You, Lord, you hear my voice. In a world that will turn their ears to me, when they want to ignore me, when friends want to shut me out, when family who wants to disown me, I don't know what your past has been, but I do know that there is a God who never turns off, a God who never walks away, a God who is never silent. And I'm speaking from my own experience. I've had those upsets in my life. I have those struggles where I have to be reminded that our Father is a Father without shadow of turning, like what that great hymn says. He is faithful. Great is thy faithfulness, Lord, unto thee. When we begin to see the personhood and love of the Father, we begin to see God more clearly in His compassion for us. I'll say that again. When we begin to see the personhood and love of the Father, we begin to see God more clearly in His compassion for us. Worship doesn't forsake. Worship is never alone. Worship doesn't reject. Worship doesn't deny. Worship runs to God, and worship is always with God, and worship is God who comes to us, picks us up as His child, and loves us faithfully. So in conclusion, it's not about the many words that you pray, sing, or read. It's about the many moments that you have with God. 
allow God to make you whole in those moments. Allow God to give you that strength that you need to say, God, I am weak, you are strong, I need you. You know, I, I really believe the simplicity of the love of God, worship and evangelism is all wrapped up to the very simple childlike song, Jesus loves the little children. It, it's just amazing how a simple word from that song is so true. Just sing that to yourself. Hey friends, before we continue with the rest of this podcast, I just want to introduce to you a brand new subscription level that we have at Worship Team Training University. Now you can sign up for free. We have an available level that will get you some related content of specific highlights, also a limited amount of downloadable tools, Plus, you can explore the library that we have and see everything that we have to offer here at WTTU.co, plus subscribing to our regular newsletter that would give you new and more events to look at. Either way, while we're all learning at home, we have to do something, and God's called us to embrace and grow our skills. We hope that you can do that here with us at WTTU.co. Be sure to go to the link WTTU.co slash join or slash enroll and you'll find everything there now let's continue with the rest of today's broadcast so in conclusion be reminded that god desires you and i to run to him like children to sing songs that are praiseworthy to him that come from a contrite heart and that means when we change our ways when we repent members i'm talking to you I'm speaking to you that in the way God's called you to lead worship, He's called you to go deep in the bonding time, in the time that you spend with Him. It's not about the many words, not about the many prayers, not about the many minutes that you spend with Him, but it's the, the question of do you spend moments with Him throughout your day, every day, not just the time that you come to pray to Him, but throughout the day, find something that is childlike in its discovery. Find moments when God does something for you, answers a prayer, something comes through, or a smile from a friend, or maybe a, a relationship that's been restored, or something at work great happened, or even something in the tough times, especially in the, in the struggle, where you're like, God, I need your strength. And when that strength comes and that even maybe you don't feel it, but you know God is there, He desires for you and I to run to Him like children. Let me pray for us. Father, thank you so much for this time and just ask that within the Worship Team Training University community, within our members right now, I ask that you would just encourage them with the spirit of your comfort, that you would wrap your fatherly arms around them, that God, that you would guide us and, and move us in ways of your word so that you may be pleased, you may be praised. Father, be with them as they lead worship, be with them in every day of living. In Jesus' name, amen. Members, I love you, and I hope that this was something special for you. It was for me, and I hope that in every word um, that it brought you to a place of encouragement, maybe some questions, hit me up and let me know what they are. Brandon at worshipteentraining.com. So until then, we ask that you would also look at the wttu.co slash events page to find out of all of the other speakers that are coming. And, uh, and we bless you and we thank you for being a member here at WTTU. We love you. And remember, guys, it's not about being perfect. Just let the Lord Jesus step out in your heart to live life and to lead worship. Love you. See you soon. Bye. This has been a Worship Team Training Broadcast and Digital Production. 
with your host and training director, Brandon Dempsey. Worship Team Training provides live workshops and online resources to help inspire, create, and transform the leading of worship. We'll see you again right here on worshipteamtraining.com.